My name is Jacoby Cassell. Uh, Michael Hall, I go by Mike. I'm, uh, Robert Miller. Fort Worth, Texas. Phoenix, Arizona. Richmond, Virginia. Mike, this is the show that you've all been waiting for for a month now. It's the interviews. Interview with Jacoby Cassell, Robert Miller, and Mike Hall. Just a couple of notes before we get going. I trimmed some of the audios, particularly of Mike's and Robert's interview, to match uh, the length of Jacoby's more. Um, we have the tendency to ramble in those two. Mostly my fault. Uh, on a similar note, uh, Mike's interview is particularly loud. Um, nothing that will injure you. Um, just, you know, want to give you that heads up. And uh, on the flip side of that, Robert's interview is particularly quiet. Um, I've done what I can for volume balancing um, between the two and Jacoby, um, but it might not. Uh, be all equal, so I want to give you a heads up. Uh, the order we're going in is going to be Jacoby, and then Mike, and then Robert. Hey, Football League. My name is Jacoby Cassell. Uh, I'm currently out in Fort Worth, Texas, just relocated out here from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, about six months ago now. I am out here working for a major manu U.S. manufacturer, uh, kind of as a data analyst. Uh, so a lot of what I do is kind of programming and a lot of data entry, a lot of data review. Uh, we do a lot of work with simulation based off projection data that we get. Uh, so a lot of that for my particular company with that I can't go too far into detail about. Um, however, it's a lot of uh, making projections and reviewing based off uh, performance data. Uh, so, for example, if it was, uh, you know, a race car um, going around the track, uh, we would go ahead and get all that information from the race car. And then from there, be able to tell how our given race car would perform. Uh, in an upcoming race. Uh, so it's a lot of fun, uh, exciting stuff like that. Um, I went to college back in Phoenix, Arizona at Grand Canyon University. I studied uh, business analytics uh, there, uh, graduated back in uh, 2018. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much the gist of it. Cool, cool. Uh, so what it sounds like is that you work for the government and you do business analytics on contract killings. Is that right? <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Cool. Not too right. far off there. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so college at uh, GCU in Phoenix. Did you grow up in Phoenix as well? I actually grew up in Southern California, back in Los Angeles. Um, I was actually just back there for the last two weeks, uh, visiting my, my parents. I love California, everything about California. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just relocated out here uh, for this career opportunity. Sweet. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and then wife and kids, uh, family, family life, or is it just you? No, it's just me, actually. Uh, completely by myself out here, uh, single guy right now. So I have a lot of time to hey. <laughs> dedicate to the league. There you, there you go. Uh, yeah, No I think, kids uh, interrupting it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're the only, of the three candidates, you're the only one that's uh, not, not married. And uh, one guy has twins, and the other has, a, has his first baby on the way. Mm. Um, so how did you get into football? Like, are you, were you a football player as a kid or how, how did that work out? Uh, no, I never, never played football, uh, at any level. I was a, a runner throughout my, my upbringing. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, just, uh, grew up my, my family's huge football, uh, fans. My mom is a huge, uh, Denver Broncos fan. My dad's a huge Oakland Raiders fan. So just mm -hmm. grew up watching, uh, NFL pro football, uh, from my from an early age, uh, I remember the must have been 2000, 2001, 
uh, Raiders uh, Buccaneers Super Bowl. Okay, uh, that would be that would be my first kind of memory of actually watching uh, football and and being able to like sit down and watch the game with my dad. Yeah, all I remember about that game is my dad really liked the Raiders. Uh, so I dressed up as a, as a pirate, as a Buccaneer, there you go. Uh, just to kind of <laughs> take him off, um, nice. and rooted <laughs> and rooted avidly against, uh, the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Nice. That uh, strangely enough, that is also my first football memory is, oh, uh, nice. yeah. Is that game just like, you know, but I barely remember it. I do remember that it was Raiders Buccaneers and I was yep. at my neighbor's house and he had a big TV. That's about all I got out of it, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's that's interesting though that we have the same the same game as the first memory of football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Do do you play any sports now, or is uh, your your sports world uh, kind of fantasy and whatever happens to be on TV? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I relocated out here. I wanted to get involved in kind of some co-rec stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then COVID hit, so a little little limited on what I'm able to do. Yeah. Uh, I sense. I'm a runner, so I've been been training i just finished a 10k back in february training training for a a half marathon in november uh so that's that's my main sport right now cool yeah i am uh super not jealous of that so you can (laughs) have that um so a question about your the uh written questionnaire Uh, Mm -hmm. you said your biggest fantasy football disappointment ever was losing in the semifinals of the playoffs by 0.6 on the on the mark sanchez butt Mm -hmm. fumble so my like immediate follow-up question is why were you starting Mark Sanchez in the semifinals? So, <laughs> or how did you get to the semifinals yeah, yeah, yeah. with Mark so Sanchez? It's actually a really cool story because if if I remember that right, it's a Monday night game. This is yep. back when I, I lived in LA and we actually had annual passes to Disneyland. So we were going down to uh, Disneyland resorts pretty often when you have annual passes. So we went down there uh, for a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you go down to Disneyland, you kind of spend all day uh, in the parks. Um, however, they used to have a place in downtown Disney, which is kind of like the restaurant district of Disney World, Disneyland, excuse me, um, called ESPN, uh, ESPN Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it had all the different games on it. So I remember, like, I was with my family. We were all, you know, going on Peter Pan, Dumbo, Pirates, all that. And I, I took my, my closest brother, Jared, and we hopped on the monorail to downtown Disney. I'm like, I got to watch this Monday night game. I actually mm-hmm. didn't have Mark Sanchez. I, I had the, I believe they were playing the Titans. Um, and I had, I think it was Nick Folk at the time. I had mm-hmm. the Jets kicker um, for some reason. I believe it was Nick Folk. Don't hold me to that. But I had the mm-hmm. Jets kicker. And I had had a pretty good day the day before that. So I needed like three points or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a field goal off. And the reason I lost that game is because the, if the Jets would have scored a touchdown, the PTA would have given me the one point I needed to win. Uh, or if they would have not turned the ball over, kicked a field, field goal, goal, it would have also – so, like, literally anything but that turnover, and I would have won. So I just remember sitting there, and it ruined the rest of the Disneyland trip for me. I was really excited because they were driving. It was at the, to- like, 20-yard line or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here it is. And, yeah, I just had a mental breakdown in, in the happiest place on earth. So I uh, wasn't that happy that day. Dang. That – that dude that, that's rough so many a confluence of situations yeah like that you're like all they have to do is just not turn the ball over and they're not gonna yeah. throw it we're fine yeah exactly oh, it's it so awful um okay last uh not that real question um so i asked every, all the candidates this question um if if you had to vote for either yourself or the guy who nominated you so that'd be mike uh mm-hmm. for president who would you vote for and why yeah, I would definitely go with Mike. Uh, when you look at president, when you look at what you want out of a president, you want to have somebody uh, that can really represent you well. I think uh, Mike is great at listening to his constituents, even when it's uh, something as basic as, hey, where do you guys want to go to eat after mm-hmm. church? And we're all in a car and everybody has their different positions. Mike's great at kind of uniting people behind any a, a common good. Usually, uh, that's buffalo wings, uh, but it can be any. It can be any type of food. Yeah. Uh, but he really does that on a on a grander level. Um, you know, kind of the lesser to the greater with that. Um, so he's great at uniting people. Uh, hmm. Great at uh, critical thinking. Um, yeah. 
So he would really put thought into all the decisions, sometimes over critical thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but if he was the president, there was no way to overthink those type of decisions. Uh, so yeah, I would have to definitely choose Mike there. He's, he's far wiser than I, um, and he'd be able to, uh, he has the look of it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants, uh, you know, a five, nine, arguably five, 10 president, um, with a high, <laughs> you know, a higher pitch voice. It's, it's not, a, it's not a good look. If, if something went down, having to address the country, be like, Oh, Hey guys, sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, so Hey Mike, guys. Sorry about that. Mike sorry fits the bill. Bombed. Yeah. <laughs> Mike fits that bill a little bit better. All right, cool. Interesting. Um, the other two candidates um, voted for themselves for separate reasons, but uh, that, yeah, that's that's interesting uh, and, and a good point. Well thought out. Um, okay, so a couple of more uh, real questions, kind of. Um, it's fantasy football. can't be that real. <laughs> uh, of the three candidates, you actually had the most favorable opinion of the Steelers. Um, so really? how did, yes. How did you arrive at, and I quote, negative six Berg, which I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was asked that question, uh, you know, my logical brain started saying, well, you can't go negative. So stick with zero. Um, and then I'm like, and then I had that idea of, of negative Sixburg kind of going for the joke over the actual meaning of it. But mm. I think that it would correlate kind of to that numeric value as well of saying that you can't really hate, hate them as much um, anymore as an organization. Because mm. you know how like you'll watch like a TV show or something and like the bad guy in that TV show, you're just like, oh, he's so OP. He's so overpowered. Yeah. Uh, we hate him. But then if you're hating on, you know, like a little wimpy kid, um, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit harder to convey so much hate over somebody that has no power, uh, like, like a tiny Tim from Christmas Carol. Um, so you can't hate him as much. Um, so I say you can't go much further down on the Pittsburgh hate just because really is an organization that, that hates itself right now. Um, yeah. So maybe, maybe in yesteryear. Uh, go lower, but right now we'll stick at that that negative six um, because yeah, you can't you can't hate on somebody who's who's it's already in such good. a bad place. All right, all right, that's that's legit <laughs> legit opinion on that. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, okay, on the on the trade frequency question, mm-hmm. um, I you know I had asked how often should trades occur, and you said any attempt to man- tra- mandate trade frequency is to interfere with natural loss. And not only do you sound like Adam Smith, um, <laughs> but it sounds like you think therefore a league can't be too tradey, right? Like um, I, t- I totally agree on the opposite of that, right? If nobody's trading, like trying to, to be like, guys, you should trade players. Like that sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But do you think a league can be too tradey to be fun so that's a good question, uh, and I appreciate that question. Uh, when you really break it down, uh, saying too tradey or not tradey enough, I think what you're trying to get to as kind of one of the roots behind that is too many transactions, uh, too, mm-hmm. too much to keep up on. Uh, you know, there's people that do like penny stocks, and they have futures, and they have stuff that's constantly triggering, oh, this happened, this goes here, this happens, mm-hmm. it goes here. And it's just a way that people will will kind of manage their funds, diversify their portfolios by kind of having a whole bunch of triggers, a whole bunch of automated stuff that kind of goes off. And I kind of think of that as a a higher trade heavy league where it's just a whole bunch of people on the floor. Uh, Hey, 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 I got this guy up for sale. Hey, 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 I'll I'll take it. Oh, no, 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 that's cold. That's cold. Stay away. Um, Where you have other leagues where it's kind of, uh, you know, like a CD, like you put in your investment in the draft and, and you kind of just ride with your person uh, to the end. Um, the only reason I would say less trades in a league is like when when your family tries to do a fantasy football league for the first time, but we only have mm. six players that can play, and you're letting the 11-year-old sister have her own team, and like you're letting your mom have a team. Um, yeah. And they don't really understand football too well, and they don't understand this value over this value. I say, yeah, you could do too much trades because I have a, a brother who would go to my 
you know, 10 year old sister and be like, Hey, Alana, no, no, you don't want that player. Trade him to me. Oh no, 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 no. Look, this player's on the dolphins. Dolphins are cute. Like, you know, (laughs) Um, so for our particular league or for your particular league here, I just think that the vetting process and the, the people who are in this league know enough about it where I'm not going to feel sorry or like somebody's taking advantage of trading because too much trading is often somebody just kind of, you know, trade taking, taking advantage of people over trades, uh, yeah. which I don't anticipate. I don't know your league history, but I don't anticipate anybody allowing that to happen. And if somebody was consistently allowing to, that to happen, they wouldn't hang around as a, as an owner much longer. Um, so I think just the fact that uh, the people in this league, after being so highly selected, uh, it yeah. won't. I don't anticipate any any problems with with too many trades. Uh, probably vice versa. Honestly, uh, not enough trades would be more frequent of a default, just from my assessment. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense, and that, I mean that's definitely closer to true. Historically, there's usually about like. There's about four owners that are like constantly swapping players mm-hmm. um, and like four in the middle who are uh, more normal, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one, or, one or two towards the bottom who might go an entire season without making a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as, as a new owner, um, you can hop in and kind of be a part of whichever type. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. the tradey players would like to have more tradey owners there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so question on the format. Have, so have you played in a format like this before? Um, no, but I am familiar with it. Um, I oh. haven't. Uh, I, it's hard, you know, it's hard uh, to do these type of leagues right, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of the level of players I play with, just because, like, you've heard my history moving from L.A., mm-hmm. then out to Arizona, um, then out here. I haven't really had um, – you know, a lot of consistent um, friends and a lot of consistent, like, people over and over. Um, my buddies in college, we did redraft leagues. And we tried mm-hmm. to get a dynasty going, um, but, you know, there just wasn't an, it wasn't anything uh, about me or some of the other guys in the league. Uh, but if you're talking somebody into try, kind of trying to do uh, a dynasty league and it's, like, maybe their first fantasy league or they kind of just like the redraft format and you're like, no, 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 this will be fun. If you're kind of trying to talk them into it usually, and you build too many of your, your owners in the league off, like talking them into it, uh, it usually doesn't work out. So that's what happened. We had it for a season. People just weren't wanting to put the time into it. They want, you know, they, they like, like, they had a hard time with even redraftables. They're like, oh, daily fantasy, you know, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they want, they don't want that long-term commitment. And, you know, that's a lot of what's going on in our culture right now. Nobody wants to settle down, get married. Everybody wants to do all these dating apps and, you know, new person every night. And like, it's really, it's really bad. So counterculturally, uh, I'm a little bit more old fashioned. Uh, I'm ready to settle down and make that commitment um, in this league. Uh, have a, uh, have a wonderful ceremony. Um, of a long-term commitment and it's going to be rough it's going to be rough but i think i think love will win out (laughs) nice uh good uh good analogy there this this dynasty league is a marriage Mm -hmm. Um, so actually that answers my next question about uh time commitment so um i guess a follow-up then would be um, and we're nearing nearing the end. So this is a 10-team league. Mm-hmm. Technically, one should expect to win the championship every 10 years, which means that there's a very real chance or even a high probability because you're a new owner coming into a new team mm-hmm. that you won't win a championship until 2030. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel good knowing you, knowing Mike, uh, knowing the people knowing how serious you take it, knowing the fact they have a podcast for eight people, I feel good about it. I mean, there's nothing that Mike does that he doesn't do all out. Um, mm-hmm. He turns watching TV into a game, um, like watching a, a TV show into a game if he can. Um, so I know he's competitive. Uh, I know he cares about it. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't really, like, honestly, I wouldn't do it. Uh, with anybody else I know, to be honest, besides like people mm-hmm. like you and Mike. Um, but knowing you guys, uh, I'm ready to kind of come in and uh, be a part of it. I think it'd be great. Uh, it'd be great to stay connected uh, to you guys, even as I'm out here in uh, Texas now. And yeah. uh, time commitment wise, 
uh, not a factor, uh, really. Uh, like I said, single. Um, yeah. You know, once football season comes around, that's pretty much my my main hobby, my main thing that I I do do for leisure. Um, yeah. And yeah, really, really enjoy it. It's not something that uh, you know, like you're trying to talk me into, like, oh yeah, like I'll try to do it. Like it's it's what I enjoy to do. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm not a big video game guy, not a big uh you know other like going out and doing stuff uh, i really enjoy sitting down and reading and listening to podcasts about fantasy and i really i really do live for it it's a passion of mine um so yeah it's not something i anticipate issues with awesome um and then last question um just making sure uh it it costs a hundred dollars a year to like run the league. So can you mm-hmm. pony up ten dollars $10 to cover the your portion of that? Yeah, absolutely. That's not a problem. Jacoby Cassell. Next up is Mike Hall. Quick reminder, you might want to turn down your volume a couple of notches because the interview is a little bit louder. I'm uh, Michael Hall. I go by Mike. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I sell restaurant equipment for a living. I am born and raised in Phoenix, and I've never left and never planned to. Um, yeah, kind of. Uh, even more rare is my dad actually grew up in Phoenix, too. So I'm a second-generation Phoenician. Which yeah, that doesn't happen. Never, ever see. And we're actually looking to move back to my old neighborhood, too. So we'll see how many generations we can get over there. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. been um, married for like a year and a half. My wife grew up here for most of her life as well. Both went to ASU. So it seems like we're going to be stuck here for a long time. Nice. I like it. Phoenix is a good place, though I am very, very biased. Um, so you and your wife both went to ASU. What did you guys study there? Um, I actually don't know what she studied. She graduated before I got there. Um, oh, okay. My wife, uh, she was homeschooled and actually went to college a year earlier than most people her age would. Oh. So she graduated in four years. She's really like three grades ahead of me. Um, <laughs> and then I studied business management while I was there. Okay. Okay, cool. And, um, so you and your wife met through Ultimate, I presume. Yeah, we met playing Ultimate Frisbee in League back. Well, we like knew of each other because we both played for ASU Ultimate at different times. So mm-hmm. a bunch of our quarter friend group overlapped, but we didn't like really meet until after I actually graduated for a couple of years. I graduated in fourteen. We like met in spring of sixteen for reals and played on the same team and have been together ever since. Wow, that's uh, awesome. I don't know why. I just kind of assumed that you two met in college. but Well, that's funny because like, at our wedding, they do the thing where, like, stand up if you've known the bride or the groom for a certain amount of time and stuff. And yeah. a bunch of my friends were standing up because they've known her for way longer than they've known me. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Uh, and there's a, there's a bunch of ultimate players in the, in the league, so I think they'll appreciate that for sure. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah, there are there are. Uh, there's plenty that I've tried to uh, tried to recruit um, to either leave Northwest Phoenix slash Peoria and actually play league, or to move to Phoenix and come destroy league. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be that'll be a fun time. That's that's the only reason I'm okay being a captain. Yeah, and by the way, did you notice that you made me made me be a captain and the league, the league fell apart like immediately thereafter? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> man um okay so did you play sports growing up i played baseball i played soccer a little bit but when i was like 10 i had to choose between the two so i played travel baseball until high school when i hurt my arm i had to stop playing kind of oh so you were good i think so um i played for (laughs) a travel team and the high school i went to was super competitive um Mm -hmm. 
like top 25 in the country some years. Oh, wow. That's ridiculous. So I, I hurt my arm the winter of my freshman year. So I never actually got to play high school baseball, which was a little unfortunate, but. Dang. Oh, so you like seriously injured yourself. Um, kind of. I just, I hurt my elbow one day and lost a bunch of velocity. I was a pitcher and a third baseman mm-hmm. and just couldn't, I couldn't throw hard to begin with. So losing velocity didn't help things. And then I just never really recovered from that. So up until. Did you, like, ever, did you ever get it diagnosed? Uh, we tried to, but they just couldn't tell what was wrong with it. It just got sore super fast. Tendons were just strained. Nothing specific. You could do too much about it. And then actually what it kind of seemed it ended up being was I had shoulder problems uh-huh. that manifested by making my elbow sore because I had to do extra work. Like four years ago, I went to a doctor and it turned out I had like a small tear in the labrum in my throwing shoulder. So I had to rehab that and we're thinking maybe that tear is why my elbow hurt all the time. So eventually kind of got it figured out and I can actually play ultimate a little bit better now because of it, but Oh, 14, yeah. We had no idea. Yeah, yeah, neither did uh, seemingly your parents or doctors. That's that's rough. But I mean, you fig- at least you seemingly figured it out, so that's good. My the, the the best part about the whole thing is I played for a like I played little league baseball, and then normally travel teams are like a mix of a bunch of little leagues. But mine was actually just two little leagues that were right next to each other, so we all grew up super close, and mm. our travel team was really good. And I was actually the only person from our travel team not to make the high school team. So that was fun. <laughs> that is your claim to fame. Yes. Yeah, good. Um, uh, last question before we go to things that are actually applicable to fantasy football. Um, so I'm going to ask each candidate this. Uh, who would you vote for for president between yourself and the person who nominated you? So that'd be me. And why? Ooh. Um... I think I'd probably pick myself because I have no idea what your politics are at all. I don't think we've ever talked about anything like that whatsoever. Um, All right. Yeah, I I won't, I I won't contest you on that. I think that's a legit thought process. Yeah. I I also don't want to, I don't want to put you through all that too, you know, like going through your past and digging up all this dirt on you, you know? Oh, so it's a mercy picking then, picking yourself instead yeah. of me. So you're doing that for my benefit. That's what we'll say. All right. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I I wrote that question thinking, like, I just wanted to hear the different candidates' thought processes. So, I mean, I didn't think of the answer that you said, like, oh, like, I'm not familiar with their politics, so I'm just going to vote for myself because at least I know that. Um now I'm kind of hoping the rest of everyone has that answer unless well, they truly yep. know the other person's politics. The other thing too is we have like new club frisbee teams starting up and I actually nominated you to be one of the captains for that. So I've already that's, that's true. You nominated me instead of yourself. <laughs> yeah. So we've we've had this question already kind, kind of. of. Yeah. And you know my frisbee politics if you will. Yeah. Is that a thing? I yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, on to actual fantasy football stuff. Um, so you've played a bunch of fantasy football, many years, different formats. So what about this league in particular, this format in particular, um, interests you? So I'm actually way more into dynasty keeper style uh, fantasy football now. Um, I've had a family league I've been a part of, and that's just always frustrating every year having to redraft and getting lucky or not. And injuries mean so much more to that. But on top mm-hmm. of that, um, the dynasty league I'm in now, I think we're going into our fifth or sixth year and I've had a lot of fun with it and it just something I'd want to do more of. So this will be my second attempt at a dynasty type league. Uh, and the Sweet. salary, the salary cap seems much different than what we have because we don't have anything like that. So it's another yeah. layer that I'm excited to add. Yeah. So the league that you're currently in is, uh, uh, has been referred to as a quote, true dynasty league is in, you get a player and you just keep him forever. Yes. Okay. So that means that like rookie picks are incredibly valuable there and young guys are super valuable. It doesn't matter if someone's old and good, it doesn't really matter because they'll be gone in two years, that kind of thing. Yeah. Can you still hear me okay? I just got a phone call I ignored, and all of a sudden I can't hear you very well. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so you've not played uh, something with a salary cap before. That's fine. Most people haven't. I've described it to people as like managing a franchise in Madden, kind of. Um, have you done a video game like that? Maybe an MLB one where you have to manage. Actually, um, probably more so players. Madden than MLB. Um, oh. Did Madden a bunch growing up. And actually, the big one I've done lately is NBA 2K, which the NBA oh, salary great. cap is crazy to deal with. But yeah, but and actually, now that I'm just like remembering now that uh, the, somehow the previous, um, like the last time we interviewed candidates, we talked about the differences between the Madden franchise and the 2K franchise. So let me grab your opinion as well. Which one is better? Just o- just overall, like not comparing football versus basketball, but 2K versus... I basketball. have not played Madden in so many years. Um, I downloaded the <laughs> new one because they had like a free weekend. And it mm-hmm. just seemed so much different than what I was used to in the past. So I didn't like it very much. Yeah. But I don't know. I just... I mean, it's hard to talk about the two and not talk about the differences between the sports, but just it's so easy to navigate a basketball franchise because you have 12 guys and only oh, yeah, seven sure. or eight of them even matter. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Madden's always overwhelming because I always want to just pick good lines because I think a good O-line and D-line make your team good. But then yeah. you see Drew Brees or whoever's available and then that goes off the rails instantly when you do – a fantasy draft and you have to pick all the superstars because it's a lot more fun than picking linemen you don't know really well. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay. Fantasy wise, if you had to categorize yourself as a quote studs and does studs and duds fantasy lineup person, or like the opposite of having like a good, you know, your median player being good, which one are you more like? My um, guess is probably studs and duds. Um, when I did fantasy when I was in high school still, I was part of a keeper league where you got to draft, let me think, you, you got to keep five guys each year and mm-hmm. that you just kept them. They didn't like save their draft spot or anything. So then you just did a regular draft afterwards. So if you had mm-hmm. a super sleeper you picked one year, it didn't really help you so much in the future just because, I mean, he was one of your five keepers. But my strategy in that league was I drafted the best quarterback and wide receivers I could and tried to keep them. And then I would just pick up whatever backup running backs I could and hope people got hurt in a very nice way. Um, in the nicest way possible. Yeah, got so this hurt. was like 2008, 2009. So that was like when Jamal Charles was starting to get big. He was someone who won oh, me yeah. a couple of fantasy championships just because – Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, my my biggest fantasy disappointment ever was uh, Jamal Charles related. I was uh, I was in the semifinals for um, a league with most of these guys, but not all of them. I was up by like thirty six points going into Sunday Night Football, and uh, my friend Tim had only Jamal Charles to play. I was like, I got this, and he scored like forty five points. And yeah, he awful. probably won me my game on that same night. If you want to think about it that way, so that makes me a little bit happy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's still. I'm still a little bitter about it because I had That's the fair. best team. But it, we had yeah. some controversies in our league uh, because you could trade away players you weren't going to keep, and that got super frustrating. But there was a guy in our league oh, that yeah, was that by sense. far the best league or best team in the league. He like averaged 30 more fantasy points per game than everyone, and I beat him in back-to-back championships, and it was so fun. Oh, that's awesome. So maybe this is the controversy that you were talking about, but in your written thing, you mentioned a controversy involving Gronk and Adrian Peterson. What, like you briefly mentioned it, but like, so this is actually in my dynasty league. This is the more recent one I'm in now, but a few years back, Mm -hmm. someone made like a trade. They were going to give away Adrian Peterson and Gronk, both still very good at this point. Neither had really been hurt yet, at least like at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was getting back like a number three receiver, a number two running back, and a tight end or something. Like I can't even remember the guys because they're nobodies now. And mm-hmm. it didn't look good in the short term. It didn't look good in the long term. And our league actually hadn't written down whether or not we could veto trades. Um, it got put together so fast, we didn't know how that should work. 
And we did a vote yeah. on whether or not vetoes should be allowed. And out of the 12 people, we had 10 vote because we don't want the guys involved with the trade to vote because it didn't seem fair. Yeah. And that was nine in favor of vetoes. I was the only one who thought we shouldn't be able to veto. And then we all just vetoed the trade instantly because okay. that trade's insane. And like that was the season Adrian Peterson tore something in his knee and Gronk got hurt super bad and missed the last half of the year. So like within a month or two of vetoing this trade, it looks like that guy would have gotten fleeced real bad because of injuries and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the guy actually that... quit the league because of it. He was so bad we vetoed the trade or <laughs> something like that. It was all just a bunch of drama. Wow. We're not like that big of a deal. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Like, I mean, we we do have a a veto clause, if you will. Um, it's not like you know some leagues where like a, the league has to approve every trade. That's ridiculous. But in in our league, basically, if the commissioner so myself thinks that there's yeah. collusion involved, I I can force a vote to veto a trade or not. But like, collusion is way different than someone just getting absolutely you know yeah. robbed on a trade yeah so i don't think i would have vetoed that trade like like it's lopsided but like as long as the guy getting you know getting fleeced can explain why he wants to do the trade and it's it know, just like didn't make sense okay reason. it's a random running back it's not like you think that guy is going to have more value than a mid to late 20s adrian peterson and outside of just like, well, he might yeah. get hurt. There was like no way that guy could back it up. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you guys had those conversations. Like, well, like, dude, like, what? Why? Why? And are you all doing those guys. Th- that this is like yeah. their second league for half of them. They're all in a separate league together too. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like this. This other league is kind of like their backup league almost. It's just a little bit different with different guys. Uh-huh. So they didn't take it quite as seriously as intensely as that one specific guy did. Right. That attitude's been pretty nice yeah. too. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, this so this league, um, Live Free or Die Nasty, abbreviated LFDN, um, is pre- pretty much no. I can pretty safely say that it's all of our like primary leagues. But there's like six of us that are in another dynasty league, also on uh, my fantasy league that were you know has that vibe. What you're saying, like it's pretty much everyone's second league there's way fewer trades and um it's been around for one one less year there's not as many debates about stuff because we usually run into problems in lfdn first um and then implement changes and then we can just kind of top down just do it in the other league yeah you know if that makes sense yeah um let's see so on average a team with or uh a league that has 10 teams on it, a team should quote unquote only win a title once every 10 years. So it's definitely within the realm of possibility that you wouldn't win a title in 12 until 2030. Can, can you stomach that? I think so. Yeah. Um, I would love to win a fantasy championship. That's like the whole goal for the most part, but I think there's other, there's other values and stuff like whether or not it's finding good sleepers or, fleecing people on trades that add value to having fun in a league. I mean, I think in my, my mm-hmm. dynasty I'm in now, I think I've made the playoffs once or twice, maybe like I'm right outside the playoffs trying to get in, but I've had a lot of fun with hmm. that. Cause that was an auction draft and I forgot yeah. what time it was and got drunk and missed it by accident. <laughs> and it nice. auto, it, this That's, was, uh... Yeah, like five or six years ago, it auto-picked Antonio Brown for me, which is cool. Oh. But yeah, this is the year Tom Brady was. This this is the Not year Tom more. Brady. Well, it'll, it'll get better. But the the the, what, the year Tom Brady got suspended for four games, and it drafted me Jimmy Garoppolo and Colin Kaepernick were my two quarterbacks. <laughs> so I had to pick up. Uh, oh. Blaine Gabbert, because no one knew who was going to start because all that controversy and stuff at some points. And yep. I had to find a bunch of other quarterbacks to deal with. So that was a whole lot of fun. 
Yeah, so you basically you basically been scrambling since the beginning. Either in that first year or second year, I traded Antonio Brown for Julio Jones and Alex Smith. Oh well, that also didn't work out. I mean, Julio's nice, but Alex I had him Smith. for about two years, and I'm he's actually still on my roster because if he makes a comeback, I want him to be there. Yeah, and yeah, no, I'm in a I'm in a dan- uh, dynasty league like that one without contracts. Um, where in the first draft, I um, I picked as my quarterbacks. Alex Smith was the first one I picked, and then Eli Manning. And this was uh, – we're entering the third year of that one. So so I've been running with uh, Dwayne Haskins. That could be fun. Who I, had, who, I, who I had to start multiple times when he wasn't starting. Um, and um, – so I've been running with Dwayne Haskins and oh, shoot, who else? Like, I didn't even I didn't even get Gardner Minshew. It was like Cardale Jones. That's uh, fun. And so, need, needless to say, I was uh, in last place by a mile both both years. Um, and it's it's been a rough time coming back, but I made some trades that during this rookie draft. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully they work out. Um, yeah, last, last question for you. Uh, so my fantasy league costs a hundred dollars. Can you shell out $10 to cover? Uh, yes, I can. Does it have to be all at once or can I pay per month or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. I can put you on a payment plan. We can go like three cents a day. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> I think I'd come out on top on that one. Well, yeah, but there, there's Most like people... fees I'm sure involved with all the, the processing. So I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I would hate to get uh, just daily Venmos of three cents especially if it was like public and all your friends are like why is this guy doing this for you That was the interview with Mike Hall. Next up is Robert Miller. Conversely, Robert's interview is slightly quieter than before, so I recommend turning up your volume by just a couple of ticks. Stay tuned after Robert's interview, I will have an announcement and explanation of voting. Virginia. I'm a family law slash divorce attorney. Um, wife Laura Lee, been dating since we were in high school. Oh wow! I have nice. one. I have one-year-old twins. They turned one last Friday. Nice. Congrats. Uh, thank you. Those are our only kids. Okay. Lived in Richmond my whole life. That's cool. So you went to college there as well, then? Uh, well, I went to Virginia Tech, and then I went to University of Richmond for law school. Got it. Okay, I don't. I'm not that familiar with uh, the school scenario on these. My wife so, where is Virginia grew up Tech? There. Uh, it's in Blacksburg. It's in the southwest part of the state. Uh, my wife oh, okay. actually grew up in Arizona. Oh, really? Wow. A lot of random connections to Arizona with the with this league. Like, uh, I think there was a couple of us. We started the league and did not live in Arizona. And there's like now three of us or three or four of us now live here. It just happens Life to go that way, I guess. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, let's see. So you went to, you went to college, Virginia Tech. Um, yeah. Did you, are you a sports playing person? Like, did you play sports throughout middle school, high school and stuff? Yeah, I played um, mostly baseball. And then it's a, softball. I played a softball with Mark in the league. That's uh, Mark and I used to work together at a law firm. Uh, oh, got it. Okay. Each other. Oh, okay. Cool. So, do you do you also know Daniel as well? Yeah, I'm in another league with him, and he and Mark and I have played some playoff best ball together before. 
Oh, okay, cool. But you haven't you haven't met Daniel then. I'm trying to drawing the long, the lines of friendship uh, to see who knows who. Uh, not okay. in person, but we all text and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've I've met I think uh, six of the of the league members, and we've been doing this for years. But I guess it just happens that way. That's cool though. So yeah. uh, for some reason, I thought you had gone to college with Daniel, but I think I just projected that. I'm like, ah, East Coast. They probably just have known each other for a long time. It's a small place, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you played uh, baseball in high school. Um, did you consider, like, were you good? Like, were you, like, maybe going to college for baseball? Or were you no, like me and uh, riding the well, bench as a senior? Uh, well, I hurt my foot. Um, and it just didn't really. I got a stick that went through my foot, and it just what? created this, like, giant hole in the bottom of my foot that just never really healed so i essentially I, I can became imagine like i became like because i throw right-handed but i hit left-handed so i became uh-huh. like a pinch hitter and then if i got on i got pinch run for wow there, there's gotta there's gotta be a story to how a stick managed to penetrate so was, your foot i was doing boy scouts we were playing ultimate frisbee and i went up and i caught one and but i went off this road we were playing on and i was wearing crocs and i <laughs> stepped on a stick and went straight through the croc and into my foot wow um, that what a scathing non-endorsement for crocs yeah i stopped wearing them because stick went straight through them yeah holy cow man and you were in boy scouts i'm sure your leaders were super not stoked about that well, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then it's just like a hole and it just wouldn't close for like a year. And then I had to go have a podiatrist essentially cut it open and rip a bunch of stuff out and like sew it shut. Dang. Wow. And it's like, a... it still feels different on my foot to, to this day. And that was 15 years ago now. That's crazy. See, I, so when I hear hole in your foot, I'm picturing like a traumatic injury that like, you know, you can't deal with. So like it gets fixed immediately, but it sounds like it wasn't that painful. Like it kind of it healed up, but then I, I just, then it got bad when marching band started because like being in those shoes a lot and then it just kept oh, okay. reopening and closing and reopening and closing. Oh, and being gosh. a dumb teenage boy, I was like, oh, I'm fine. You know, yeah, yeah, you're like, it's just it, like it'll I got be a hole fine. in my foot. It just hurts all. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, you were in marching band. What'd you play? Clarinet. That's where I met my wife in ninth grade. Nice. That is a great. So, wait, you've known each other since what's ninth grade? So, since you were 14? Yeah, that's when we met. We dated for like six months in ninth grade she broke up with me and then we started dating again in 11th grade and been together ever since man you're persistent yeah well she came back to me okay all right all right we didn't <laughs> talk that entire time in between so it's really funny went from dating really to broken up to not talking but dating again wait so like like not talking at all and become 11th grade she's like hey Remember me? Uh, we sh- we should get back together because yeah, that we was did. Fun two years that's ago. That's it. Yeah. Wow. That's it. <laughs> that's uh, that's quite the progression. Now we have twins. There you go. <laughs> the entire the entire story. We dated. We broke up. We got back together, and now we have twins. Yep. Love it. Um, okay. Last uh, last not applicable to fantasy question. Um, I asked the other guys this. I'm just, it's uh, the actual answer. I'm like, you know, not, not that important, but it's funny to hear people answer it. If you had, if you had to vote for president, either yourself or the person who nominated you, so that'd be Mark, who would you pick and why? I think me just, uh, I wouldn't want to put that on Mark. It's too kind of a soul. (laughs) Um, right. I think he'd be very miserable. Okay, so but you think he'd be a fine president, just very. I very think he would be. I just think he'd be very unhappy, and I wouldn't want to see that. For okay, him. and so so would you not be unhappy 
or I mean, I would know, be, but because... I think I, I just would, I wouldn't want to see Mark doing that more than anything. Yeah. I think it's a terrible yeah. job. Who the hell wants that? Yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, you're trying to run the largest corporation, if you will, on Earth for like no benefit. Four hundred thousand dollars, cool. Yeah, who knows? Maybe if you just... it might be for a greater benefit, but you never know. <laughs> you do. You do usually get to write a book. That's, That's about true. it. Good book deal. Good and book you get your deal. own library. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And if you watch, uh, it's uh, a real that's... pain to get your own library. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah. Interesting. I've uh, I've only talked to Mike. Uh, I haven't talked to Jacob yet, but I talked to Mike, and he also said he would vote for himself. But I'm the one who nominated him, and he said it's because um, he either doesn't trust or doesn't fully understand my politics. And I was like. I don't know if I can take that as a as a compliment or not, but I, you know what? It's a legit reason. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so on to fantasy stuff. Uh, you've you've played a bunch of fantasy football. So what do you what do you like about this league slash format in particular? Like, what are you looking forward to? Um, I haven't done a contract league, so I think that would be interesting. I pretty much only play mm-hmm. dynasty, so. I'm used to rookie mm-hmm. drafts and managing rosters long term, but I think it'd be fun to have um, that contract part because I think don't we all we're kind of all GMs ourselves when we hear, "Hey, why the Cowboys offer Dak Prescott yeah. five one seventy five? That's crazy." Um, yeah, and, you know I feel like we're all GMs in our heads, and we're like, "I could do a much better job than that," and it'd be interesting oh, to yeah. see if I could. That, that's true. Yeah. 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 It's definitely it. It does feel like that. You know, like did you ever play Madden? Yeah. Um, yeah. It it feels like that. You know, except unlike on Madden, there's no like uh, I'm just gonna not save this and go back and you know change something or you know some something like that. But it it does feel like that. And trying to navigate the economics of the free agent draft is. It's so it's it's an incredible experiment into microeconomics and how it works, and it's very strange. Like this last year, uh, very early in the draft, like after the great um, elite players had gone, Aaron Rodgers got drafted by one of the guys, and it was like a twenty six dollar contract. We're like, wow, what a great value for Aaron Rodgers! Like, maybe not. Uh, yeah. So, you know, five. Probably three rounds later, Drew Brees comes up and goes for nine bucks, and Russell Wilson goes for ten. You know, shortly thereafter, and you know, we get down further down. Matt Ryan's going for a dollar. It's like, okay, like that was a good value for Aaron Rodgers until everything else happened in the draft that didn't involve quarterbacks, and all of a sudden, you know, Russell Wilson who's going to score five fewer points throughout the year is you know a third of the price. Depending on the it's length a, you rostered, uh, Rodgers. That could be something too. Who knows what happens with yeah. quarterback they drafted? Oh plus yeah, he is not young, but yeah, exactly. Like there, there have been plenty of examples. Mostly my fault. I, for some reason, I'm just like anytime I sign a good player to a long deal, bad things happen. Like I, I acquired T. Y. Hilton. Uh, this would have been like last March and like far below what I thought was mar- market value because receivers in that like 10 to like 15 tier, like some were like 130 bucks or something like that. I had them for like 88. I was like, sweet. I'm going to sign them to a three-year deal. This is going to be great. And then Andrew Luck retires He's hurt. and it's, and it's all of a sudden the worst contract in the league. Like, oh my gosh. So it's frustrating, but you, you're right. The contracts are. I mean, I like. They're the, really fun. I like that there's big risk and big reward, and maybe this is weird, but mm. I kind of like that if you screw up, you get punished for it. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you can you can work your way yeah, out you of it. Can, you can, but know? like, there's there's no like get out of jail free if you make some dumb decisions. Yeah, no, get that's punished. And... Yeah, exactly. And it's if you have an elite team, it is very difficult to stay the absolute best. Like we've had uh, one team that has been with like top three for the past like 
four years, but his team was initially built on uh, Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara and Zeke Elliott. And now those guys either aren't as good or are far, far too expensive to keep all of them or some combination thereof. So like he's still got a good team, but I mean, it's like, it's not, it's like being a GM, you know, at some point you got to be like, do I want to, do I want to pay Zeke? Do I think I can get replacement? All right. I'll pay Zeke. Yeah. You know, some people. Yeah. But that means you can't pay somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The Cowboys are going to have a, Three really high-paid players on offense and something on defense. Yeah, just uh, something, something resembling an NFL defense over there. Yeah. Um, if you had to categorize yourself as a studs and duds fantasy lineup person, or the alternative, like a you know fairly well-balanced lineup person, where would you put yourself on that? I'd probably say well-balanced. Um... Because I play a lot of Dynasty, it's really risky to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, mm-hmm. Like in a, a league I have with Mark and Daniel, I had the third pick in the initial draft, and I took David Johnson. This was, you know, before he was terrible. And yeah. then I traded up back into the first round and got Andrew Luck because it's a super flex. So I'm like, I need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of where I'm at now is I still roster Andrew Luck out of a, some small hope that he will unretire. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say he could, if he wants to be, you know, he could just become a top 10 quarterback, I assume. Yeah. Like, I don't think that skill just goes Good away. that league has 30 man but, rosters, I can afford to just sit him there. Yeah. You just sit him there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I think we actually have a pretty good balance in, our league of studs and duds, quote unquote, people and, you know, balanced line of people. Like, I think, you know, everyone understands that you have to, you have to shell out for your good players. Yeah. Um, but I think some people are okay, are okay trying to, you know, trying to have two wide receiver ones and uh, running back one and, you know, throwing in some wide receiver that only half the league has even heard of um, into a starting lineup to make sure that you have those other two guys. Um and, you know, I, I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. Um, just kind of, it's fantasy. It's luck of the draw most of the time anyway. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So you said on your um, written thing that your biggest disappointment in fantasy was losing by 0. 0.2 in yards adjustment. Um, what was what was the scenario behind that? Um, I don't remember what year it was, but one of my running backs ended up losing like three yards and that's what ends up making me lose on like what what's that day i think it's tuesday they do that or wednesday yeah and then uh another one was uh i did have another one with a league with archer where i lost because the rules um didn't give negative points for anything mm. and i lost because somebody uh, my opponent's running back ran for like negative five yards but that counted as zero and if they counted a negative negative uh, point five, I would have won. Oh my gosh, that sucks, yeah. man. I mean, I can I can understand like the the idea behind you know not having negative counting things because you don't want you know when Mohamed Sanu throws an interception, yeah. you don't want that to that, count against that his league. We have is kind of like a it's a super flex league with. Um, like a quarter point per carry and PPR. And so like Josh Allen is really, really good because he might carry the ball 10 times. That's an extra two yeah. and a half points right there. Um, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting just playing around with the scoring. Like look at that, what that can do to and values, no kickers, you know, obviously no like kickers and no defense. That's a, that's a popular uh, thing I've, heard amongst our our league mates is that kickers are random and can score a bunch which is annoying um and you know that like there's a few kickers that you know are going to get a lot of opportunities um or at least will get opportunities from deep you know like a justin tucker 
But outside of that, it's like, you know, you could you could lose to a really bad team because they started a random kicker that you know Char- was on a bad Chargers team. It's seven field goals, twenty five times <laughs> kick or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then you know you had a solid week, and this bad team had an okay week, but with a giant game for their kick for their kicker, and you lose. Uh, personally, I'm like, like that. I think that's awesome. Like it gives you incentive to need to crush people. And I think that's cool. Yeah. It's I just, just wish um, I kind of wish special teams went to the person who actually scored it, but I know that wouldn't that would uh, we don't start a lot of those types of people that are scoring special teams touchdowns. So yeah, I uh, I I've played in the league before with uh, with a couple of defensive player slots um, or defense defensive slot special team slots. So like if you had a cornerback who was a kick returner, that's awesome because you know they might. Score a touchdown. Seems worse to me, um, than but he probably doesn't actually. That seems even more random. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick the best <laughs> defensive player. Like I wouldn't pick Gilmore. Like no one's probably gonna throw yeah. at him. It, I'd have to. I'd have yeah. to. Yeah, well, but you know, it's it. It's just something to yeah, think about. I'd have to though. pick some DB or something that is good, but not so good that they don't get thrown at. Just somebody with some yeah. opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you want the, you want a good DB who's the second best on right. his team. So I want whoever's opposite, like. Yeah. Patrick Peterson in his prime or something. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He's going to get thrown out a lot, so we might get an interception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, one other thing from your uh, written questionnaire is that you mentioned that winning is nice, but ultimately the goal is to be entertained. So do you think it's possible to be entertained but also have a terrible team? Yeah, I mean, in one like, of my dynasty be... leagues, I finished second to last last year, but it was kind of fun just, like, I don't know, just trying to – I have a, I have a super young team. So, I don't know, it was just kind of fun mm-hmm. following them and seeing that hopefully it will be better in the future. I mean, I got a lot going on in my life with kids and being a lawyer and all. I'm just, you know, it's a way to have fun. Yeah. Talk some shit to Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I get that. It's a, it's it's nice to have something to follow, and you know, yeah, to, I'm a Bengals fan. They to, suck, so it's nice to have something to follow. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I feel you there. I'm a lifelong Seattle Mariner fan, and it's a. Uh, I got rough. a signed Griffey rookie card. Griffey was my favorite player really? as a kid. Yeah. Oh man, how'd you get that? I bought it for me when I was a kid. I've got his tops rookie card. The uh, if you play MLB the show, it's the it's his like gold eighty three rookie card. But I have one of those. Wow, that is awesome and cooler than any Mariners thing that I have. That's super cool, dude. Yeah, I'm real big into baseball too. Yeah. All right. Uh, just two more questions, Robert. Um, so, on average, in a ten team league. Uh, someone should quote unquote only win a title every 10 years. So it's definitely inside the realm of possibility that you wouldn't win until 2030. Can you stomach that? Yeah, not an issue. Like I said, I mean, I like winning and I always try very hard and I try and do my best, but I'm just trying to have some fun, hang out with some people and make some friends and, you know, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, your your kids will be able to speak fluent English by then. Yes, they will. They'll send, they'll send <laughs> easily. Dad, um, scream at me. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, sorry. Last question. Um, uh, my fantasy league costs a hundred dollars. So can you shell out ten dollars to cover your portion? Yep, look, um, I've used my phone before. Sweet. Sweet. Well, that's uh, that's good uh, that you are familiar with the platform. Um, so that's it for me. And that was Robert's interview. Quick note on voting for the current league members. I've decided to go with a rank style voting, which means that I will be sending out a survey monkey to you and having you rank the candidates one, two, and three. 
your first place vote will receive three points, second place vote will receive two, third place vote will receive one. The owner that, or the prospective owner that receives the highest number of points will win the vote and move on. I've decided to go with this system uh, because it drastically reduces the chance of a tie or an event that we don't get a majority. Um, and it allows us to have our second place vote mean something. So going with the rank style voting. Um, to all the candidates, thank you uh, for your time and effort that you put in uh, to this. I know it's just fantasy football, but um, it is muchly appreciated uh, that we get uh, something to focus on. So thank you again to all the candidates. Good luck to all of you. This has been Kev Tim Mike. Until next time. <laughs>